Hello there. Pleasure to see you. My name is Peter Greenwood. I am delighted to have your company. Welcome along to this first episode of what we are calling, and I need to make sure I get this right, the Peter Greenwood Stay at Home Show Daily Podcast. How's that for a title, huh? Huh? I'm just going to keep going, huh? For the next 20 minutes. That's, that's the whole podcast, just me going, huh? For 20 minutes. No, it's not really. Imagine if it was, though. I should do that one day. Just do an episode of, huh? For 20 minutes. No, what I've got coming up for you in today's episode is a mix of the old and the new. Because if you're listening to the show, you'll know that my interview with Caravan Palace aired. They were lovely. They sat down. They had a chat with us. And we're also dipping back into the archives to give you something to listen to, some content which has never been posted before. And that content is my interview with Josie Long. She was doing a tour and she came on the phone with me and we had a chat. And it aired in December, I believe. The middle of December 2019. And I never posted it up on the podcast. So here we go. We're going to listen to it in a little while. But first, Caravan Palace. This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and as you can probably tell, I am not in the studio. I am backstage at the O2 Academy in Glasgow, and sitting opposite me is a fantastic band who I'm a big fan of. Let's go around. Could we go around and introduce ourselves, please? I, I'm Arno. I am Charles. And I'm Zoe. And you are the band Caravan Palace. How are you today? Yes, we are. Good. Fine. Good. Happy to be here in Glasgow. We were saying off air that you'd been to Glasgow three years earlier. How do you like coming to Scotland? Um. <laughs> Backstage situation. It's okay. Yeah, Someone it just came in. <laughs> uh, we've not been there for, for a long time, so I don't know the last time we've been there. Two days, maybe. They almost don't remember because of the of alcohol, of course. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> help when you're on tour, I imagine. <laughs> no, but we, we, we like the vibe here. It's very... Special and uh, nice. People are nice. Yeah, and really look nice. uh, happy. We only look happy. It's just a disguise. Oh, I okay. guess. I guess you have <laughs> no choice because of the weather. I mean, it's so bad outside. You need to be like very well connected to people. Yeah. <laughs> to feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we came from uh, Ireland by the ferry, so it was a nicer arrival in Scotland by ferry than yeah. with a tour bus. So seeing the landscape and was nice. Seeing all the hills and all the mist and everything as you came in. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me ask about the origins of the band. How long have you been together and what's your origin story? Hmm. Uh, I met, um, we met, Arno, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we met each other at uh, school. So we know for quite a long time, 20 no, yeah. 30 years, no, 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 20, 20, no. 20 <laughs> don't, don't <be> so <laughs> years, oh. 20 years ago, yeah. How long? Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, Arnaud met Hugo, who, was a who is a violinist, a violin player, and uh, I played the bass, so... Uh, they started. Okay, no, we're just a bit tired, so uh, okay. we struggle a little bit with sorry. English words. But uh, he, yes, uh, he, they started together, the three guys. Yeah, basically, we we met in high school, and uh, then we we met the uh, the, the third guy with the violin player, and the band um, began with uh, all of three, three of us playing uh, some Django tracks. Yeah. Like three. Uh, classical jazz manouche 
uh, Gypsy Swing music. And uh, at the same time, we are doing some uh, electronic music on our computer and everything in our studio. So we just uh, decided to uh, melt everything and like, uh, yeah, mix everything. That's and it. then Caravan just started. They started some songs that put the songs on uh, MySpace at, at the time, and uh, uh, they were starting to record an album. And after a while, after they did the first songs, they were looking for a singer. So this is when I met them, and I would say it was something like 13 years ago. Yeah. 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 Ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. And how do you all get on in a band when it comes to writing the music? Uh, Depends the band, I think. But uh, in our band, it's like uh, we are starting new tracks uh, on our own, like in our uh, personal studio. So I'm not working with Charles every day. But at some point, uh, we just uh, can't say we got some good ideas. Uh, so we take those ideas out, and uh, we began to you know, create a world track with this. At the end, the, the vocals come. That's it. That was boring, but that, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but this is true. But yeah. Very good explanation. No, it was brilliant. I, li I like knowing it. And when it comes to putting an album together, how long does that process take? <coughs> it depends on inspiration. But um, I don't know, like a year? year and a half? Two years, I, I would say. Yeah, mm. maybe two years. Yeah, you, uh, we, we need some time to evolve and not to doing the same thing. So we need to think about... And uh, it takes some time, yeah. How do you decide what songs go on the album? And how many songs do you generally record for an album? 2,000? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think like 12 is, is a good number, but maybe more. But this time we did a little less. I think it's 11. I don't uh, remember. 11. Yeah, maybe 11. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Miracle, one, two, three, four. Yeah, ah, 11. 11. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm a bit aware. <laughs> but it's hard to choose because, um, uh, like Arno told you, we work uh, first on our own. So we have, I don't know, like hundreds of sketches and ideas. So, yeah, so, so it, it takes some time to make some choices. And one of the reasons they didn't do the 12th one is because they had it, but we had no time to make it in a like proper way. So we decided not to put it instead of just almost good song. They decided not to put it. Yeah. yeah. The last album, I need to get this right, it is called Chronologic. Yeah. Which is very difficult to say. Chrono oh, really? Chronologic. I can't get my mouth around Chronologic. it. Chronologic. Yeah, it's very French. Chronologic. 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 So am I saying it wrong when I say chronologic? Do I need to put more emphasis no, on it? Like no, it's very good. It's good. Is that it's okay. better? No? <laughs> Actually, we chose cr uh, chronologic because uh, it's the same in France, uh, in French than in English. And so, yeah. well, I'm holding it in my hand. This is what it sounds like. Ah, oh, so <laughs> that's nice. what the album wow. sounds like. Nice kick. <laughs> nice just, kick. A, just a kick thing. Like, <laughs> how long did this album take to put together? Two years. Two years. Yeah. M maybe a little more. No, more. But um, I think we released uh, the. Uh, mm. Uh, Robert Faith album in 2015, uh, but we we tour a lot, so we we can't produce when we are on tour. We need to be focused, and uh, so yeah, it takes some time, but uh, I think it's two years. Yeah. 
and a half. <laughs> okay, <I don't> know. <laughs> and four and a half. And what's been the fan reaction like to this album? Have people been enjoying it? Do they enjoy the sound? Yes, they I did. Think, yeah, I think yeah, so. They do. But th- there's more vocals part on this one, so maybe some people just don't like that as as the uh, uh, this part of this the part of, uh, the, of, of yeah of the result, but. Yeah. But some other people some prefer other it. Prefer Maybe it. we lost some f- very hardcore uh, Gypsy Swing fans, but we get new ones, like more popish audience, I would say, because of the fact that they can sing a little part of uh, the song with us, and it's brand new. <laughs> so, welcome, and pop fans. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, there are some different influences also, yeah. with the voice, more soul, more yeah, hip-hop it's sometimes. It's more, it's more open, but... Uh, mm. Yeah, it's different. And what's your favorite song on the album? Huh. Both to listen to and to perform. Okay. Well, uh, for wow, me, I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure. Melancholia or April, maybe. But we don't do all the songs uh, on stage, so uh, it's a tricky question. I think April. April. It's the last song on the album, but it's, it's pretty funny to play. There's a lot of different parts, different uh, like energy. Like, like so, yeah. I would say miracle because it's so easy. It's like very natural. The way the way you feel when you come on stage and the the beat starts. It's like so, like chill. Yeah, groovy. Very very groovy. F- a feel good vibe immediately when the first note started. So. I like this song because it's very natural and April is like such a cool song but it, you need to be like really focused it, and uh, it's different. But the good thing of the concert is that you have like all these different moments. Sometimes it's like minimalist, you know, and sometimes it's like very like uh, feel good music and um, then you have like clubbing, hardcore clubbing. So you have all the the, the, the different um, mood you can be uh, yeah, I was downstairs watching you do sound check, and the song you were sound checking with, I was like, "This is a this is a groove. I love this song." Uh, which one you remember? Oh, I can't remember to save my life. It was the last one you were doing before you came. Comics, out here. like yeah. the f- yes. yeah, the first song. Yes. It's not from it's it's from the uh, yeah, it's, it's thir- uh, wait, third, third album, second, third. third, third, third one, <laughs> yeah, so it's not from the new one, it's but a, it's a very good song to start the show because it's pretty powerful yeah it's a it, you feel it in your feet it gets yeah. into you cool so you mentioned you've been touring a lot with this album is it too early to talk about plans for, for more new music what are your plans for 2020 so, so no we toured a lot with the previous one it's well, the just the beginning one. of the, the the tour like not the beginning but the we had a one month tour a, a bit more in in the u.s before here mm. and some festivals last summer but like very little so we still have to tour a lot with that one. So it's good news. Yeah, that is good. So more tours Best all around. 2020 plan are like touring. Yeah, it's touring. <laughs> it's not about new music. But yeah. But, but there are there plans? Just yeah. Tentative plans for new music? Of course. Of course. But uh, like I told you, it's hard to produce mm. when you are on tour. You have many things to do and you have you need to be focused a bit when you are creating music. So, um, I mean, I can, but maybe. No, uh, yes. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I mean, I mean, sure, there are some new things coming, but uh, it's not just for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. We, we need some more time just, you know, to... Uh, maybe we're going to try to do something uh, like a bit special for the... We're going to play in March in Paris. It has been a while since we played that. there, uh, like uh, in Set Mars. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a pretty big venue, the biggest I've seen, I think we, we, we've been to in France. Yeah, in France, yeah. And uh, we're going to try to do some Caravan Palace in France like a gig <laughs> so i'm pretty excited about that like try to call all the people we work with on all the album the one that are available we ask them to come with us yeah. so i'm pretty excited about that so let's see what happened yeah. we're gonna have some new video clips really? yeah sure right in 2020 yeah that sounds really exciting quick question can i come with you because i'm kind of working with you now and you said you take people who work with you can i come please <laughs> oh in paris yes sure fantastic <laughs> you're more than welcome it's going to be huge so you you you're more than welcome <laughs> fantastic thank you we're going to play what i believe is the last single released from the album which is called supersonic yes oh it's also a very good one to do on stage because it's crazy it is a very good song what can yeah. you tell us about the creation of this song um. No, it was a a groovy thing. Uh, yeah, firstly. it was all based on the on the groove you can yeah. you can hear a bass. Uh, I mean a keyboard and a, a rhythm, very simple. Yeah. And then uh, we had to do a song with this, but it was a groove thing. Firstly, does that help when you're in the studio to just sit and listen to a to a beat, to a groove, and just get into it and dance to it and feel it, that kind of thing? Uh, sure. Everybody does uh, do that, no? Of course. <laughs> Everybody yeah. does that. <laughs> 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 it's also fun because you have like uh, some, um, comment dire, un hommage, un clin d'oeil, uh, reference of the like uh, 80s sounds also in the sound, which is like just fun, not necessarily like very subtle, but like fun sounds to listen to again. So we also try on stage to do some uh, silly stuff because uh, yeah, it's, it's it's and the the lyrics is all about like being like feeling weird about <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah it's pretty intense. Caravan Palace, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fantastic to speak to you. Would you introduce your song for me, please? Uh, which one? Ah, Supersonics. Supersonics. One, two, three. Hey, we are we're Caravan, Caravan Palace, Palace. <laughs> and you're gonna listen to Supersonics. Caravan Palace from the most recent episode of the Peter Greenwood Show. This is the Peter Greenwood Stay at Home Show Daily Podcast. I wish I could say I didn't pick that title, but I did because it's my show. Coming up next is an interview I did with Josie Long. She is a comedian, she's a broadcaster, she's a podcaster. She's done podcasts before it was before it was cool, before Adam Carolla was doing them, before Ricky Gervais was doing them. That's how old school Josie Long is. So she sat down and we had a bit of a chat over the telephone. This was from December 2019. (laughs) This is the Peter Greenwood Show. My name is Peter Greenwood. I am the host of this show, in case you didn't guess. And my guest today, she is a comedian. She has done podcasts since before podcasts were cool. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to this pokey little show on a Sunday evening, Josie Long. How are you today, Josie? Are you well? 
yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm in Dublin at the moment, and me and my daughter just went with a friend of ours to um, the massive park in the centre of Dublin, and we took her really near. We took my baby really near to a deer. So oh, wow. it's been a great. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Dublin. Is it nice? Yeah, it's great. I should go sometime. I really should. But we're not here to discuss what I should do. We're here to discuss you. Let's talk about, excuse me, the new show. It is called Tender. You are performing in Glasgow on Sunday, the 16th of February at the Stand Comedy Club. How how did Tender come about? What is its origin stories? Um, well, I always describe the show as it's about how do you bring someone into the world uh, when everyone around you is telling you it's the end of the world. And it's basically a show about kind of where I am in my life at the moment and specifically about kind of the last 18 months of my life and when I try to write a new stand-up show I really do try to kind of really really root myself in what has been going on in my life what have I been passionate about what have I been most interested in what have I experienced and how can I kind of share that in the most vulnerable and direct way possible because I think for me, I feel as if the more you can mine and uh, well describe your own experience, the more people can connect with it because they know and they feel that it's a real experience. It, it's a real person kind of genuinely sharing their life. So it comes from that. It comes from having a baby and being absolutely terrified about climate change. Those two things are coming together a lot in comedy these days, like the future generations and how we're dealing with climate change. Is it difficult to make that topic, for want of a better term, funny? Um, I, it, I mean, like, yeah, there's parts in the show where I'm talking about how terrifying it is and how existentially dreadful it is and how hard it is to then try and lighten that, definitely. But it, it's funny too because I just think you have to write about what is on your mind and you have to write about what keeps you up at night and what freaks you out. And so it's a funny balance because you can't make jokes that then you can't make jokes where you're like, ah, sod it. It's, it's, it's not really frightening anymore. Or like, don't worry, it'll all be all right. You can't minimize the truth of it. But what you can do is like in sharing your fears, you can connect with people and make them feel less alone. And that is fun and, a good way to laugh about it and you can laugh about yeah it's, it's a really interesting thing and I think it relates to what humor can and can't do because I think sometimes humor is the only way to deal with things that are otherwise absurd and appalling but I also think sometimes humor is there just to be frivolous in the face of things like that and to be nothing to do with big things and so I think when you're putting together a show that can contain really um deep and difficult elements it's important too to have really stupid de- jokes so i have a joke in my sh- a, a bit in my show of material there's about five minutes about how loads of health food is basically just dates that's the whole bit and it's so dumb and it's so stupid but that is just as important to me as having a bit in my show about what greta thunberg thinks about optimism you know yeah isn't as an aside, isn't Greta just absolutely incredible? I wish I'd have been as amazing as her at that age. Oh wow, yes, she's wonderful. I'm 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 very proud of her. But also what's good is like she's done it 
So we don't, in a way, I'm not saying we're off the hook, but thank God that she's done it because we can, we can support that. Yeah. You know? We can stand up and say, yeah, Greta's right. You, you be quiet and yeah, listen to her. Yeah, exactly. And also she's a really good yardstick for who the worst people in society are. Like you can guarantee that if someone has written a nasty article about her or said something nasty about her, they are absolutely a terrible person otherwise. <laughs> yeah, they've outed themselves as a terrible person. So it's like, yeah, we know not to deal with you anymore. You can you can go away now. Exactly. When you sit down to write a new comedy show, is there uh what am I trying to ask here? Do you ever flash back on your past shows and think, okay, I've done that, I've ta- I've I've talked about that, but I don't think I've gotten it off my chest? And is there the the instinct maybe to bring it back? Oh well, yes, I know actually, because I sort of think as a writer, you are who you are, and no matter how much you try to remain experimental and to push yourself to change, you will keep coming back to certain core elements of what your values are or what your style is or what your interests are and so I do find that quite often my shows will be about kind of wrestling with trying to be optimistic or or about wrestling with anger and joy um so in in a way that is just what I'm right about sometimes but I think also what's good is you always have a wealth of new experiences to draw on and so in this show I'm writing about you know, pregnancy and birth, like, obviously, I've never done those things before, and it's really, really thrilling to be like, oh, this new, incredible stuff has happened to me, and I've got to share it. And so, yeah, I think it's a myth, because, you know, people do have their styles, and they do have elements about what they want to say in their work. But I definitely think there are new things I want to say, too, and they come out as well. This is the voice of Josie Long. We are talking about her new show, Tender. She is performing at the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow on the 16th of February 2020. But there's a massive tour all at the beginning of next year. How do you feel about going out on tour now you're a parent? Does it change things at all? Yes, it does. I think on one hand, I feel quite tentative because it's been a couple of years more since I've been on tour and I'm scared a bit I you know there's part of me that thinks it's still a place for me in comedy comedy moves so fast and it attracts so many bright and brilliant people that I constantly feel like wow there's so much going on and I think oh god I hope people I hope I'm good enough to kind of stay a part of it um and also it's scary because you know I'm coming back to being on stage after not really doing that and I've had this life-changing experience but then the other part of it is doing Edinburgh again, it just feels so familiar and wonderful and exciting. And getting back on stage, it it feels like, wow, it's my place and it's never changed. And, and so I'm also just thrilled to be like going and doing gigs. And then you add to that that occasionally I'm going to have a night away from the baby so I'll really be able to sleep <laughs> for 10 hours at a time. Yeah. That's a thrill. That's the dream, isn't it? To be able to sleep for more than four hours at a time. Yes, 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 absolutely. If I may ask, in the closing moments of this interview, as a stand-up comedian, who do you like in comedy at the moment? For one for a better term, I don't know how else to word that. Do you still oh enjoy God, stand-up love- comedy? Yes, I do. And here's the thing. 
it never stops being a thrill. And comedy as an industry, I think, has just blossomed and multiplied in the last kind of five, ten years. There is so much more going on. And so, like, something like a TV show like um, Stafflet's Flats, Oh my God, it delights me to see it. it, it it's a, it, his voice is so wonderful and gentle and sweet and funny, but it's so full of jokes that the jokes are all entirely within his repertoire. And I just love it. It gives me life and joy. And then, God, I have people that I've loved for, you know, 15, 20 years. So like David O'Doherty or like Flight of the Concords, the mm-hmm. people that I've just been watching for decades and will continue to watch for decades. And I think every year, Every year at the Edinburgh Fringe or at the Leicester Fringe or, you know, every year there'll be two or three people that you're like, wow, I had no idea about this person and they are revolutionising the game. I love the fact that, you know, stand-up comedy, it's not an old way, it's a new art form and there's so many exciting places for it to go. There really are. It's interesting you say about things like Staff Let's Flat, Staff Let's Flats, which is easy to say, and also <laughs> about things like classics like Flight of a Concord is Concords is that there is so much new experimental stuff coming through as well. That must be fascinating to see as somebody in the industry. Oh, it is. And it and the best part is like in some ways, sometimes you think, Oh gosh, I hope I'm good enough like to keep going because everyone's amazing. But in other ways you just feel so enlivened by it it never gets old doing this ever you never get bored of it and it's partly because your life changes and you change and the world around you changes and so your stand-up is essentially always changing but it's partly because yeah like i say it's just such a vibrant place and it never isn't there's never been a time when there hasn't been someone doing something in comedy that people talk about in excited hushed tones you know, and I think comedians love comedy. Most comedians started out as massive comedy fans. And so that's kind of where they stay. This is the voice of Josie Long. Once again, the show is called Tender. She is performing in Glasgow on Sunday, the 16th of February at the Stand Comedy Club. Tickets are available now. You can also listen to Josie's podcast, Speaking with Shadows. How are you enjoying being a podcaster, by the way? Oh, it's fun. But, you know, I've, I've actually been doing it quite a long time. Me and my friend Robin Ince started doing a podcast together in 2005 maybe six so maybe six maybe seven actually maybe i'm misinterpreting it but basically i i feel very connected to podcasting and also because my friend helen zaltzman who's like the grand master of podcasting Mm -hmm. um i i used to we we all lived in peckham in kind of the 2004 2005 and i used to always be around her house when she was kind of recording on for me this for the first when she first started it so i feel very like emotionally invested in podcasting yeah that is like ground zero for podcasting that's i think that's even before the people for the likes of ricky gervais got into podcasting that is really yeah. when it was beginning that's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. she is yeah, she's she's a hero she's an absolute hero that is absolutely brilliant josie it's been so great to speak to you thank you so much for coming on the show it's been great to speak to you Oh, you too. Thank you for such cool questions. I really appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and every single body in between is it for this. I can't say this week's episode. I can say today's episode because we're doing this all week. This is a grand experiment to see if I can put out a daily podcast. So tomorrow on the podcast, I've got some more great guests. I'm going to give you a clue. We're dipping back even further 
into the archives. Okay? All the way back to July 2019. How does that sound? There's a trip in the time machine. But that is for tomorrow, this is for today, and I'm leaving you by every single body bag.